Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Loose Change podcast, where we just have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. Today's episode, we're going to give our two cents on the playoffs. We're going to go through each round, tell you who's going to win, how you can win some money. And then at the end of it all, we travel to everyone's favorite spot, BLC, Brain's Love Corner. Kai, Stuart, Brayden, joining me, Tyler, your host. Let's jump right into it, as we always do. Florida and Washington. Apps in four. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think anyone has Washington winning this one. Although, if you guys do. Pipe up now. I don't. Out. I don't. Braden, no. Stewart, are you guys jumping off that board? I don't, but among like, I wouldn't be shocked, I guess, is the best way of putting it. I think Washington's going to be a lot tougher to roll over than people are giving them credit for. I think people give Florida the pass because they're obviously their first place and they should roll over. Like Vegas is giving them the clear favorites. They're like minus 500. You'll win no money if you bet Florida to win. But I think they're not realizing that their goaltending could go off the rail any second. Like Spencer Knight, Sergei Bobrovsky, it's not like that could... that. How is that going to stop Ovechkin? I think... I think that's true, but I just think that even if that happened, I would just have more faith in Florida's forwards than Washington's forwards. So if it was just a matter of outscoring the other team, I'm just taking Florida every time. Yeah, for sure. Well, if it gets into that, then if do you think Washington has a chance at all? Do you think they make the playoff like run to yeah. six, seven games? I, I think they can make it six four games. or five. I think six is the most likely outcome in all honesty. Like for they're sure, not going to yeah. roll over. Then the biggest I, thing is like Florida doesn't have goal. Well, they may have goaltending. We don't know um in washington a they've won it right like they've won it they know how to win a cup Mm -hmm. they know what it takes they're over that hump of not being able to do anything and they've got the heavy heavy playoff bodies on that team right like i was saying in the pre-show tom wilson in the playoffs like i don't care who you are that's scary oh yeah absolutely scary like he's gonna run your goalie Mm -hmm. we saw it with jack campbell a couple weeks ago like Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen yeah also like the playoffs just in today's nhl it's hard to predict any sweeps right like it can happen, the team but it's hard to fully predict. Or rather, they're, they're too even, right? Like, yeah. it's still for sure. Um, and even then, you know, I'm just looking at the rest of Washington's lines. Anthony Mantha, that's another guy who's big body. He's got speed. Garnet Hathaway on that fourth line. Like, there's a lot of players there where right. I they're think big up and the, down the lineup. They're big up and down, and they have that playoff type depth, if that makes sense, right? Like, their bottom six are playoff bottom six players, um, where those are the bodies that are going to count. That being said, Florida is just so good and so overwhelmingly talented and deep that it's hard not to see Florida taking that. Yeah, is it's Zach also Lad good to go. Is he playing? Like confirmed? Uh, for a bit. He is. Yes, I did get yeah. confirmation Ooh. that Ekblad is back, joining Uyghur on the top line and just solidifying that Florida has the better defense and the better forwards mm-hmm. for sure. And then the goalies are kind of. A question mark in my mind for both of them, but probably we still take Bobrovsky. Exactly. We still take Florida's gun to my head. So Florida for sure. But for some reason, because everyone is picking Florida and it's the NHL and every year feels like there's some kind of upset. I think Washington's going to push them and I have Florida in seven. Kai, what do you got? I'll take, uh, I'll do Florida in six. Florida and six. Florida and six. I'm going over in every game. Every game. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The over is going to be set at six and a half, seven. So Kai's looking to make money there. 
Yeah. Already set for six and a half tomorrow. And you'll be taking that. Oh, parlay that with uh, Panthers minus 220. That's some free money. Yeah. All right. There. That's, that's like. a bet. That's a bet. And furthermore, if you want to go on the bandwagon of Florida in seven, what I'm doing is I'm putting $10 on Florida to win in exactly seven games plus 425. Throw 10 bucks, win 420, 400, not 400. You win 42 bucks. I'll take it. Absolutely. Stuart, you said that you were thinking Florida in five, was it? Yeah, I have Florida in five. You just think they, they're not going to put up much of a fight? You don't trust I think OG? there's a reason Florida like was the best team in the East. I I don't know. I just think Florida will run them over. I love right. Barkov. He's unreal. Like if he's yeah. playing first line, even against Ovi, like that's gotta take some of it away. Mm-hmm. It's just if how good was Florida's penalty kill? That's the only thing like I don't know. Like if they start taking brutal penalties and let Ovechkin heat up. Just... Yeah, it wasn't good. It was I mean it wasn't great. It was seventy nine point eight. Um okay. so league average right around mm-hmm. maybe a little bit worse yeah well looks like we all got florida and somewhere between five and seven games on to the next matchup in the atlantic the one i think is going to be the most must watch television blue and white versus blue and white toronto versus tampa bay ah oh, brayden what do you think i think it's big with the uh, news and the recently that you got kasha coming back you yeah, know, that is going to further solidify it. Um, I don't know how much we want to get into the discussion of scratching Jason Spezza for Kyle Clifford to start game one. Uh, we don't need to do it, mostly because by the time it's everyone hears this, they'll see that Kyle Clifford scored a goal <laughs> in game one. So they well, you know want to go back on it. You've got a fourth line with Clifford and Simmons. Like, I don't care how tough it gets. You're setting yourself up, you know, regardless of how the game goes. I don't think that Spezza is going to be the difference maker like he was two years ago. Um, that as well, you know, the other thing I want to touch on too, with Toronto's depth, which is only going to help going in, um, you know, what was it like a month ago, Nylander got demoted to the third line there as punishment for his, uh, shitty play as of late at the time. Um, but that's just turned into a revelation for them, right? Like he's worked very well on that third line and all that's done is go on to spread out that depth throughout the lineup. They don't need to top it up. Um, now you've got three strong, strong lines in that fourth you know, heavy here, heavier hitting defensive. The more I think about it, honestly, I like that fourth line move of Clifford in for Spezza. That fourth line has an identity. So it's strong, it's hard hitting. That's a, that's a greasy fourth line. Can I just interject for a second? Last week, we were talking about how teams play to other teams. And we were talking about how like Tampa, they're like, they can play to whoever they're matching up against based right. off they, they got skill, they got style. size. Are the Leafs like, are they getting in their own heads by taking out Spezza for Clifford? Are they just like, oh, playoff hockey? We gotta be big. We gotta be strong. We gotta like be heavy hitting. No, only because those players only play nine minutes a night. But well, I kind of, it makes a like, does Spezza not play power play? Yeah, he, he's PP2. PP2. He is their number one shot on PP2. Like, he is in Matthew's spot. On PP2, and he scores the third most power play goals behind Nylander and Matthews. It's that much? Because I was going to say to me, who cares what your second power play unit? I I think all teams should do this if you're strong enough on the power play. I agree. You know, even more so, if not the most, the Leafs, your first power play unit shouldn't come off the ice while that PP clock is running. Yeah, I I hope you're right. 
Um, that the special teams are going to matter, but also the matchup in that series, I think is going to matter a lot is the Matthews Marner versus Victor Hedman matchup. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be seeing the shutdown line go up against the superstars of Toronto. And I don't know if I would like their chances against Hedman. The only thing I was going to say there, as far as the shutdown line goes, um, Tampa Bay lost their shutdown line. Their entire their shutdown forward line, line. Right? right? there, That okay. shutdown forward line from last season, Annie Gord, Barkley Goudreau, and Blake Coleman are all gone. Right? right. Now you have a new one. Now, don't get me wrong. Anthony Sorelli's a fantastic defensive center, um, even if he wasn't the nicest to me in high school. That being said, the guy's good, right? Like, he deserves Selkie votes and legitimately deserves Selkie votes. Yeah, he'll so, be getting some. He shut down Doesn't... Matthews Marner. Right, it's it's there. Um, so I don't know. I it'll be interesting to see. I guess how Tampa's um, forward group, you know, what line they rely on the most to shut down that duo. Doesn't uh, Tampa usually deploy like McDonough and like Chernak as their shutdown pairing though? Like, is yeah. it kind of headman there? Like, just put him against like kind of second line to let him kind of just do what he wants out there like i know it'll still be tavares but like that's their go-to but if they need to shut a guy down like it's going headman it's the best defenseman okay. in the league right but for sure their go-to um you know to balance out the minutes is that mcdonough sarnak and that's what i was going to say as well i don't know if you read that athletic piece to pump their iron there um on the best oh, defense defenseman in the game uh we will for Harmon dial we like that guy but mcdonough's in there right like he's super strong defensively super underrated like I, I think a lot of people at this point of McDonough's career look at him as some washed veteran who only plays in the third pair. He still plays heavy minutes against tough competition and he excels at it. Well, looking at Toronto's defense though, like let's not, it's Toronto's defense. You hear that and you think 2018, but it's not anymore. Giordano's on their third fucking pair. Like How this team is again? ready to go defense wise. They're 18, three and two since Giordano's been in the lineup. They're scratching Sandine. They're scratching Hall. If you want to talk about depth, both teams are loaded. And I think it's going to come down to seven games. And I don't think you you have watched hockey in the last five years if you don't think a Toronto series is going to the last game in round one. It has to. Hockey gods exist, and they want it to happen. And I, too many people, you know, even just before we started this, I saw the news. Oh, in their last game, Tampa beat Toronto 8-1. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tampa also lost the game before that to Toronto, what, 5 nothing? It was like something ridiculous, right? Yeah. It was something ridiculous like that. So, of course, Tampa's going to come back and, you know, beat the brakes off whatever team beat them and embarrass them that much. I don't think you can make too much of whatever the last game was. I think they're pretty evenly matched. Leafs in seven. They break up. You think the Leafs do it? You think Leafs in seven? The Did only reason that? Yeah, yeah, because you know what? Uh, Tampa's, and we'll call it, I'm going to call it right now. Kai and all of his friends are going to do this right now because they're Vancouverites and ooh, we hate Toronto, even though it's the center of the universe and everyone lives here. No one lives anywhere else. Um, <laughs> sorry, like, I hate to be the bearer of truth. Is going to be, you know, right now it's going, oh, Toronto has no chance. As soon as Toronto wins, oh, they only did it because Tampa's tired. They've played way too much hockey. They're tired. Anyone could have I would not Tampa say that. Come now. on. I'm not that much of a homer. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other Vancouver kids are. I don't think any <laughs> podcast host would say that, but I can definitely see some bitter Canucks fans 
on Twitter saying some anyone stuff that, like that's that. not a Toronto fan. Anyone that's not a Toronto Abs fan fans are way more bitter than Canucks fans. Let's hundred percent. Come on. Yeah, yeah. If we want to talk about fan bases, which is a whole nother topic that we'll get into in the off season, like Vancouver fans get fan base gets a bad rep. They it, just they want a team that is good. That's not that much to ask. Anyways, we're not talking about Vancouver. We're talking about Toronto and Tampa. Point is, yes. Toronto and seven. Is anyone else joining Braden and taking Toronto? Stuart? I have Tampa and seven. Tampa and seven? I got Tampa and seven. Everyone's taking seven. I am a Toronto fan my whole life. I don't remember 2004 very well because I was pretty young. They've lost and they've broken my heart time and time again. But this year feels different. This year, Tampa and seven. The only thing I want to say, the only thing I want to say back to that game's played, the minimum amount of games it takes to win a Stanley Cup, of games to play to win a Stanley Cup, sorry, is in one year, four, eight, 12, 16, right? So that means in two years, which Tampa being back-to-back, they've made it, the minimum they would have played is 32. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but that's pretty damn close to half a season. In addition to everything else you're playing, right? And that also cuts back on your recovery time post-playoff. Instead of having three months, whatever it is, you get one. Last season, though, was a shortened season. It was only 56 games. Yeah, true. But then they also were tired from the year before that, right? With the bubble and the breakout. Like, Which all they the had a four-month break being before. Tired. They had a four-month break before they went on that playoff run. So they couldn't have been that tired. But yeah. we've heard the players Fair talk point. about how tired they've been from the last couple of years. And I think that narrative has been driven too hard by the media. And it's not at all at play in this series. Tampa's not tired. They're, they're very good healthy. They're, they're good to go. They're probably yeah. the most healthy they've been since they've been winning Stanley Cups the past two years. Yeah. And then they lost a line, though. I don't know. We'll see. We'll only so see. I, but... but I'm glad that you picked Toronto in seven because someone has to be wrong. And we're moving past that. I, I'm not jinxing it. I refuse to do it. But please, Toronto, make me wrong. Tampa and seven. On to Boston and Carolina. This is a series that I think would have been very interesting if it weren't for Carolina's goalie situation. Yeah. Well, I think it would still be interesting. It will be. Yeah. But yeah. I think it, I would have picked Carolina before. Oh, I still, I still have Carolina. Doesn't this make you it do? more interesting? I still have Carolina. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess it does. I, I, think, I think it would have been a pretty clear Carolina as a favorite if yeah, Anderson was playing. Um, I agree. Now I think it's it's a very even series. Both teams are very skilled, very very tough to play against. But I'd still have Carolina winning. Yeah, and I didn't really mean interesting. Like it's going to be more competitive now that they're the better goalie on the better team is out. I'm saying like I didn't mean that. I it's a shame that the best goalie mm-hmm. on the better teams out because now if Boston wins, there might be that little shadow of a doubt. Is he only supposed to yeah. miss like two games though? Yeah, it's like the a week and a half, but like I've heard that before as a Toronto fan. Friday's supposed to miss a month or two, mm-hmm. and then it's five months later. He's still dealing with the same injury. I right. bet you he's gonna, if he does come back, not be a hundred percent. And that's still an issue. The only way I think he comes back in the first round, because as soon as the injury happened, they said he's missing the first round. Oh, um, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So obviously, like timelines can change, especially like closer um to the you know, data recovery comes along and further along uh, the injury recovery you progress. But I think the only way you see Freddie in this series is if they're down like three, nothing, and they have nowhere left to go. And, you know, those, uh, and their goaltending isn't what it needs to be because it's Darcy Kemper, right? 
or is it anti ranta i know uh, it's ranta. ranta that's ranta okay, yeah. i knew it was one ranta? of the one of the former coyotes goalies there right. <laughs> but um yeah like i like ranta and i'm just looking at the forward lines man Carolina's so deep. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Carolina, Martin Nikas on your fourth line with Co- now. I'm, I don't know if this is actual fourth line. I'm just using daily faceoff here. They got good but, people in their fourth yeah, line, man, like fantasy like, relevant players playing. Death. Doesn't matter who you have. They picked up Max Domi. I forgot about that. He's a playoff guy, right? I'd love to have him. Um, Toronto former Toronto draft pick Seth Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Um, he's having a great season. Yeah, and I love that guy. decor. I don't because I hate Tony D'Angelo and I think he's a <laughs> and should be out of the NHL and only trash people pick him up in fantasy. Um, I stand by my, um, I have my convictions and I stand by them. Okay. You might not like them, but they are good. They're a talented hockey player, regardless of the <laughs> shittiness of the person off the yes. ice. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Brady Boston Shea, has, really like too, but right? Boston has Bergeron and Marchand in the playoffs, baby. So those refs, you know which team they're playing for. Yeah, you know that Bergeron's shutting down the top line center. And my only just, issue, yeah, I don't know. It's Boston in the playoffs. I've seen this before. Yeah, I have Eric Halla, second line center. That's your playoff second line center's Eric Halla. I don't don't wrong. I think Eric Halla is a good player. I like him. He's got that fifty point. Uh, you know, if all so there's a firing. I don't know what he's at this year. I know he's having a good year, but they i remember like that was a point of weakness for them going into the trade line that was something that they even admitted that they wanted to address and they didn't for sure but like flanking him is taylor hall like who won an mvp a couple years ago and david pasternak who might win an mvp in the future i i'm I'm not too worried about the depth at wing at all they got trent frederick who's the most boston bruin player of all time on the third line i i think uh when it comes to the playoffs you, you kind of throw some of that depth out the window because it's just going to be banging body checks and it's going to be the top line guys that win that series. I think. You know who would have looked really good in a Bruins uniform? Who? JT Miller. Oh, would have even great there, eh? He would have probably pushed your brush. You need a second line center? Oh, yeah. JT I don't know if you, I thought, I thought you were going to say any one of uh, Matt Barzal or Thomas Shabbat or uh, who was the third guy that went right after? Um, Ehlers? Well, they, 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 they had so many choices. They could have had yeah, Master. They could have had like, was available. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it was, yeah, DeBrusque's bad choice. But I still think because I've been tainted these oh, past Connor. few years, Connor, not Ehlers. I still think Bruins in six, but really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's what I have. have. Stuart, you agree? Why? Why? I I like Carolina's team more, but there's just something about Boston that I just feel like they're just going to get it done in the playoffs. It's just this weird thing inside me that's telling me Boston will meet someone else in the postseason later on. They'll fuck with Tampa. They'll mess with Toronto. They'll do something. They don't, they won't just go away in round one. That's not what they do. I think they do. I'm going Canes and does Canes, Boston win one Canes. or two? I kind of say Canes in five, but I can't see Boston only winning one. Let's go Canes in six. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I was I wanted to in my final thought on it. I think Carolina is such a good team that they only need league average goaltending to beat the Bruins, and they're going to mm-hmm. get league average goaltending. They Fair. only need a 900. That's a hot take. I don't know. Uh... I do think it'll be a very tough series. I've I've got Cades at seven. Cades at seven. 
I think a lot of the East will be really tough. Like, for example, we've walked through Florida and Washington. I think that's seven. Toronto and Tampa Bay, I think is seven. Boston, Carolina, I think is six. And this next series, Rangers and Penguins, Oof. I think is going seven as well. I don't. That, that series has... I don't. You got none of you guys. Okay. No. I'll tell you why I think. Yet Igor Shosturkin, who I'm assuming all you guys are picking the Rangers. You think Igor Shosturkin is going to walk through Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin? Because if you are thinking that, let me tell you that you're mistaken. It's Sidney Crosby who's lost nine straight playoff games. He will not get swept again. He will not lose in five. He will lose in seven. I think that, you know, speaking of teams that should have traded for JT Miller, good God, the Rangers really could use that fantastic hunk of man meat right now. <laughs> um, I don't... He is good looking. I don't like... I don't know. You know, they did make that trade with the Canucks for uh, the elite fourth liner. That is Tyler Mott, playoff performer too. Uh, is he unfortunately, back? Nope, he's injured no, still. He's injured, so. We don't know what's happening. Shame. He might, like, it's concussion, right? So last I saw was they were questioning if, you know, if and when he ever could return. Um, that being said, I think the Rangers are completely, I don't want to say overrated. I think they're getting lucky and they're a bad team that's masked by a Vesna winning goaltender who's having a historic season. They turned it um, around analytically the last quarter season, though. Did yeah. they? Yeah. I yeah, think they, they, they were performing a lot better at the end of the season. I mm. still don't trust them because if you're bad 75% and good for the only, you know, 25, I'm taking the 75. Um, you know, I, I made that joke with the JT Miller trade, but I legitimately wanted them to make a trade with the Rangers and get a first round pick for next season unprotected just because I felt that that was a team who was going to have a huge regression um, or was a strong regression candidate, rather. So why are you taking the Penguins? So you don't like the Rangers. Is that why you also just like the Penguins? So I'm sure. I just, it, it's, I, the way you feel about the Bruins, I think is how I feel about the Penguins. It's the Penguins. There's something about Pittsburgh um, that it doesn't matter how bad the team seemingly is, you know, look at their decor for both teams that they've won the cup with most recently. Um, they find a way and that's having Sidney Crosby, even though he's lost nine in a row, but it's still the best player in the world with Evgeny Malkin on his side and that Jake Gensel kid, like, you know, he, here's a prediction for you. I know he hasn't been good so far. I think Ricard Raquel's going to light it up. He's been playoffs. great for Pittsburgh so far. I wish he'd play on the first line. That's all he, I thought he was only there. being okay. Like he wasn't fantastic. And that they I swear every him. time him and Sid are on the ice together, something happens. Like mm-hmm. they almost score every time, but Sullivan won't go for it. But also I don't think Pittsburgh earns the same respect that you think that we're giving Boston because the last three seasons, Pittsburgh's lot got swept by the Islanders lost to Montreal in that play-in tournament where they only won one game and then got swept by the Islanders the year before that. What happened two years before then? That's, I, a, that's like very far but removed at this point. I guess, but, yeah, but here's my years. point, I guess, rather, though, is uh, what's Boston done in that same time frame? Made it past the first round. How many cups do they have? Uh, Zero, yeah, but, but they're talking like playoff games. Yeah, we're talking about round one, though. Zero cups and two cups. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so Brayden, Crosby. Brayden's got the Penguins. How many games? Six. I think that they're going to find a way. All you have to do with the, honest to God, like all you have to do with the Rangers, find a way to shut down uh, Panarin. Find a way to shut down Zibanejad. You know, I know they play on, they're playing on separate lines, right? So the only other think- guys, well, the only other guys on Panarin's line are Strom and Cop. Are you scared of Andrew Cop? I'm not. Are you scared of Ryan Strom? Not if he doesn't have Artemi Panarin to pass to. 
Are you scared of Chris Kreider? Yes. Are you scared of him if you, you know, I don't know, you give him a little bit more space where he forgets the blue line exists again? That's all you got to do. You know, he Maybe loves not. the side. Maybe not. I don't, I don't think the goalie. Penguins have anyone to defend Kreider. I think really he's going to be a huge anyone. problem. That's, For sure. That's a play. That's true. Bomber. But Kreider is going to tear up Pittsburgh, I think, in this series. How about the uh, goalie matchups, Stu? You're the Penguins fan. We don't know if Yari is going to come back later in the playoffs, but he's definitely missing the first game or two. Yeah, How he's you, out game one and two. Do you think DeSmith has it in him to make this playoff series happen? I know you don't think it will happen, but do you think like he could do it? Do you have any I faith? Don't, I don't think he'll be the reason Pittsburgh loses. Like I think he'll be good. Like I think he'll be steady. I just think Pittsburgh is just going to have fits. They have too many guys in their lineup that just aren't playing well going into the playoffs. Like Kasperi Kapanen's been a ghost all season. <laughs> yeah, he really Rod has. Rodriguez lit up the start of the year and then disappeared. Um, Jeff Carter's looked terrible over the last half of the season. Like, they have too many question marks. Like, I'm not going in super hopeful that Brian Boyle's going to actually play as well he did in the regular season. Although yeah. I love it. He's been unreal. <laughs> like, he's been my favorite Penguin to watch this season, basically. They wake up. Like, Pittsburgh always has that random guy. You know, the... Uh... What's that tweet? Buzz Flibbit? Yeah. You know, Mark Donk. Yeah, it is. And that's what it is. And like that's, I guess, kind of how I feel with the playoffs this year. Whereas it's not going to be a player who comes up. It's going to be the whole team just switches the light and oh, I, now they're on. I will say that Braden might have a point because this could be the last playoff run that Crosby, Malkin, and Latang are all on the same team. And in the locker room, they might know that. Like, they probably they know that. So they might just turn up. Even Rust included. Like, he's not on contract after this season. Like... I think there's, there's no fire there because of that, right, Stu? Yeah, there could be. I hope I I hope there is, and I'm hope I'm wrong, but I have Rangers in seven. Yeah, I'll I also will actively cheer for Crosby because I want to see him do well and play more playoff games. But I think I'll take Rangers in seven. I think Igor will just shut down the door in MSG in game seven. Kai, do you have the Rangers as well? Yeah, I got the Rangers in five. I don't think it's gonna be a very close series. That's a shame, right? Because, like, don't that you hurts. want Crosby to win, kind of? Yeah. Eh. You don't really care? He's got his cups. Yeah. He's going to win. Fair He's enough. Win. <laughs> so we got Braden with the Penguins, and all three of us got the Rangers. Well, that does it for the East. Uh, we got Florida, Tampa, Boston, and Rangers to make it out. You heard it here first. Get your bets in. Um, go, moving on to the West, Colorado, Nashville. I just wanted to say, should we take a big parlay at the end of this and like whatever our consensus picks are, and we'll run as the loose change parlay? We'll put like five bucks into it and we'll take like our this. consensus picks. I'll, I'll, I'll put money in for that. Let's do it. Let's I'll put money in for that. One million percent. So we'll just take the consensus. <laughs> yeah, we'll put like, pick. I don't know, Tyler, like you throw 20 down on it. So each of us will be five and like whatever our 16 teams are to uh, come out of the first. Yeah. Or eight teams, rather. Sorry. That'd be good. Okay. So, so far we got Florida, like Tampa. Uh, well, ba- Bruins and Canes, we split Ooh. the decision. Um, the coin. Or how about we... Uh, I'm sure we all have betting apps. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we all just make a parlay of our own individual picks? I'm locked out of mine right now. Locked out? I already, I already have mine. Huh. I'm having uh, issues. Yeah, I have a $1 <laughs> parlay down to 280000 I'll be a very rich man. Yeah, but that soon. series predicts... That's like correct games as well, too, right? That's not just... Ah, we're right. getting off track. We'll figure this out after. Let's go to the back. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Western Conference. Team. Colorado versus Nashville, which would oh. have been a great series if 
UC Saros was playing, but he's confirmed out game one and two, probably out the whole series. So I have Colorado in three games. Wait, well, you can't do that. I have Colorado <laughs> in four games. You're forgetting about Yakov Trenin. <laughs> Who? I don't know. All right. <laughs> 50 or 40 goal score, Matt Duchesne. No, for sure. It's going to be Colorado in four. Like, it's not a not a second of the doubt without. Yeah. By I Nashville. think Duchesne might score a few goals, might make it interesting, maybe take a game to overtime, seeing that he's playing his old team. But I don't think they have much to do with the best team in the West in the Colorado. They're just going to run through them. I don't see more than one, one goal game. Like Colorado is going to win by three, by two, by five, and then maybe by one, it'll be over and four. See ya. I have Nashville getting a pity game. I have Colorado in five. Braden, what do you think? I can see that. I'm taking abs four. They're too good. They're too deep. Um, I want Nashville now though, as I'm just looking because they have, uh, Jim Benning's nephew, Matt Benning, and good God, I'd love to see a Benning name on the Stanley Cup. But uh, Colorado's just too good, man. Awesome Kadri being the God. He has, you know what? There we go. That's the big thing. Is Kadri suspended in this series? Gosh. Not against Asheville, I don't think. I don't think it's too high stakes. You got to sit him down, too, and just be like, look, like, because that was one thing I wanted to talk about last week, actually, with Nas, is that you don't want him worried about being suspended because then he's not playing like Nas. And if he's not playing like Nas, then he's not effective anymore. He needs to be him. And you kind of have to just let him, you know, roll the dice and hopefully he doesn't cross that line. But for this series, yeah, dial it in a little bit, Nas. You don't need to worry about them. Like, we're going to put yeah, that away. exactly. Yeah. So all of us agree, Colorado in four or five. Yes. It's done. Yes. And also, I just want to say, I don't know if we've mentioned this. We are recording before the first slate of games for playoffs. So I don't want to hear anyone coming back being like, eh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. All of them wrong. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. So it's a long series, seven games. All right. Quick question. Does Colorado have the best defense out of all the playoff teams? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, they do. Seven Tays, Kale McCarr, Sam Gerard, Josh Manson, Bowen Byram, and Eric Johnson. Yeah. I think well, they, they might do. be scratching uh, Gerard, but yeah. Why? Really? Yeah, that's well. I mean, I've just been seeing on like Colorado Twitter, people are saying he's like playing like trash yeah, this year. People have been dunking Sam on him Gerard. recently. Yeah, you let him play through that. It's Sam Gerard. Well, he's he's not exactly strong defensively, and he also has not been putting up a lot of points this year. So I I think his problem has been though that I think he had uh, Jack Johnson as his partner for a really long time this yeah, season. That's fair. And, that, and he had a huge injury. Like tough to get into a rhythm when it wasn't his leg or something like that memory serves good playoff teams have good players not playing in game one of the round one you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. so yeah sam gerard might not play but colorado if they lose defensemen they have sam gerard to put in and they're yeah, desperate exactly. to get over the hump in the second round like first round is going to be a statement from them that we're here like we're here to play like right. no fool in this time and their second round matchup is going to be a disaster it's going to be a crazy series because they're taking the winner of minnesota and st louis which is Probably behind Toronto and Tampa Bay, in my estimation, the most must-watch TV in round one. That's yep. in the business what we call a segue. So let's segue on over to Minnesota-St. <laughs> Louis and get everyone's predictions. Well, I got to say, I was feeling Minnesota, and I've said it in episode two and three that I was taking Minnesota, but I look now, doing a bit more diving into the analytics. I see St. Louis has 20 
goal scorers, or sorry, they have nine 20 goal scorers, two of which scored 30. I see that they're really big up and down the lineup too. And their defense, pretty great offensively, solid defensively. They know how to play a team game. I flipped. I'm St. Louis, I think in seven. I'm still running mini. I'm calling mini seven. Yeah, I'm but still like, with it's, mini that's one where if you yeah, mini seven, you name a team and I go, okay. Yeah. Well, well all of us agree it's seven games because of this series, right? Yeah. yeah. It's too evenly matched. It's going to be fun. I, well, you know what? The only thing turns into for me um, is the goaltending with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I, I have questions just because, as good as Huso's been, can he keep it up with the playoff pressure? Can he keep it up with the playoffs? Because um, he doesn't have a pressure? playoff game, right? Nope. Right. Nope. And then does that turn? Is there internal pressure as soon as there's any gap? You know, oh, you have one bad game. Oh, we lost. We're going to Bennington now. Does Bennington want to give it up? You know, if you just go, whoever wins keeps going. And as soon as you lose, we switch it up. Once Bennington gets in that, he's going to be pissed off if you take it away from him. Right. But if you take away the net from Marc-Andre Fleury, that's just one step towards a cup, as we've seen with Pittsburgh the last couple. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to ask, is who's confirmed starting for Minnesota? Have they said yet? It's going to be Fleury. You don't trade for Marc-Andre Fleury and not start him. Flurry's yeah, also started like most 13 0 of... 2 in his last like 15 games or something. It's like something Ooh, ridiculous. No, Talbot. Isn't he something Flurry's ridiculous? The same. I think Flurry only has like two or three losses in his entire time. Well, yeah, like many. Minnesota in their last like 20 games have only lost twice. So, like, I don't care who you are. We traded for Mark Andre Flurry. Like, Flurry is your starter. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I agree. But, do you guys think there's any chance that one team just takes it? Cause I've seen a few playoff brackets where I see Minnesota in four and I just don't see that happening. I think that oh. it has to go seven. Even if Huso doesn't play well, Bennington, Maybe as six. much as we Wait. don't like him because his personality is that of a douche canoe, I still think he can play goalie <laughs> very well. And he's been bad this year. Yeah. But you know, it's the playoffs. He, he does the, seem like a type of the window. To figure it out for the playoffs, mm-hmm. like if he, especially if he doesn't get game one, I think he would come into game two if he so loses the crease and oh, come in and just dominate. Like I could see a Bennington shutout in game two. I don't think so because like wow, coming, I know this is two years ago, but going back to the bubble, and Kyle, you'll, you'll you'll remember this better I think than the other two here is that that St. Louis Vancouver series, Vancouver owned St. Louis whenever Bennington was in that. The only losses that Vancouver had in that series was when Bennington wasn't in that. Yeah. Right. And it was because he was injured. He wasn't playing. They lost. And then he was healthy again, came back in, and Vancouver beat them. Mm-hmm. And but even despite all that, you guys have Minnesota to beat the Blues. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just because of the goalie matchup. Uh, no, I just, I love the Wilds lineup as well. I yeah. mean, we talked about this last week. Spurgeon and Brodine. Dude, like, Greenway, Erickson, Caprizov, Sucarello. Yeah. It's like, I love their it's... lineup. That's a playoff lineup. Frederick Gaudreau, I don't know how he's been. I don't love their center depth. Hartman, Gaudreau, Erickson, Yost. It's not the best, but then, you know, looking over at St. Louis, oh, St. Louis has actually very strong playoff their center depth. Robert Thomas, Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's tough, right? Like, I like their center depth. Obviously, I like St. Louis's center depth more. I think Pavel Bichnevich is one of the most underrated players in this league. He's nasty. I love that player. Um, at the end of the day, I go mini, but take your pick. It's going either in seven. I much prefer mini's defense over St. Louis's. I think. I don't think it's like that close. 
I think Minnesota's defense is way better defensively than I'm with you there than uh, St. Louis is. So I think that's what gives me the edge. I think either way, it seems that all four of us would agree on this. At plus two ten, you bet ten bucks, you win twenty one. Over six and a half games, this series to go to seven, Blues and Wild. I feel like that's bound to happen. And if you're going to triple your money, you might as well throw 10 bucks down on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A decent bet. Moving on to Colorado, or not Colorado, the other juggernaut, dare I say it, Calgary facing off Dallas. Do we see any upsets in this series? Calgary and four. Mm, Yeah. I got five. I definitely think Calgary's going to win, but I could see the Stars making life a little bit difficult for them. They got I, I one have, line that can yeah. score. They got Robertson, Hintz, Pavelski. Hell of a they line. Do have, but they do have Heiskanen. Heiskanen, they got. They got Jamie Benn, who's different in the playoffs. Typically, playoff mm-hmm. Jamie Benn is a different guy. I yeah. think he's washed now. I don't like Jamie Benn anymore. He's got a lot of hard miles on him. Always had. I think he's out his time. I like you know who I like actually a lot on Dallas there is Dennis Gurionov. Not he's great good. a season this year compared to you know what he had put up last, but like I like Gurionov a lot. Um I don't know, I'm not sold on Rupin still. Uh, that makes stupid. I don't know. That's There's, a bad take. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine Why? if that's a bad take. What more, what more do you need to see? Yeah. I don't know. I want one more season of this. <laughs> it needs to be good for a third straight year. <laughs> yeah, I want a third. Like, sorry. Fair um, enough. Okay. But their defense, I forgot they've got Ryan Suter. Yeah. Solid addition. Yeah. Y- Yanny Hockenpah, I like a lot on Dallas there, but yeah. a goalie that nobody really talks about is Ottinger. Jake Ottinger for Dallas. Dude, he's, he's been fantastic. Really he's good. Been great. All of a sudden, but... he's a NHL caliber starter and everyone recognizes it. Maybe he is the reason Dallas could make noise in this playoff series. He'd have to carry the hell out of that team, man. Especially yeah, he'd have against... to. For sure. The Flames for like on oh, just the physicality of Calgary versus Dallas. Yeah, you think Calgary has the advantage there? I, oh yeah. I mean, you yeah. know what I was yes. gonna say leading right. with that. I'm excited or excited or interested. I'm interested, I guess, is the better word to see how Jason Robertson does. Smaller body, he's got the like he's got speed, obviously. He's obviously got the skill. Um well you could uh, say the same thing about Goudreau. Uh, well, I, where go I was going to go is, so. does he go the Marner Goudreau route, where they kind of get pushed around and shoved around and they don't produce as much, um, or does he go the other way, where it doesn't matter, he's still good, right? The Braden Point route. Um, I think skill matters above all else. So of course, I'm going to say he probably figures it out, but will be interesting to see. You guys that being think that there's like a like a Vancouver esque tirade in Calgary if they lose this series? I feel as though that city would not take that loss well if they lose round one. Calgary? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They won't be happy. I don't think it would be Vancouver-esque, but... No, yeah. no, I don't no one's in, as insane. Maybe Edmonton Heads, heads would roll, I think, but... For sure. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you go, what else could be... Like, I, I think if you if Calgary loses that series, it's a... We got goalie. Like, there was nothing we could have done. They only lose if they get goalied in seven and they dominate every single game and lose, you know, in overtime for those four. We'll see. It is the NHL. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry. So, Tyler, do you have flames as well then? Flames and five. Flames and five. Okay. So, two flames and fives, one flames and four, one flames and six. What'd I say? 
You said planes and four. Yeah. I'm switching. I'm going five. I'll give Dallas five. a sympathy okay. game. Yeah. All right. Well, we could see Dallas winning one game here at the Loose Change podcast, but Calgary is going to roll through them. And I think they'd roll through the next whoever wins this series. Edmonton Kings. I think the media is not giving this series enough credit in how competitive it might be. A lot of people just seen Edmonton in four, Edmonton in five. Yes, okay, they're losing Doughty, but the Kings are not that bad. Well, they haven't had Doughty for like a while either. It's like, it's not like that's new. Yeah, exactly. it's been like a month or something, I think, right? That he's not been yeah. playing for. Maybe even longer. Like, yeah. How many games do you even play this year? Um, I'm just going to double check that. Either way, with or without Doughty, I like the Kings way they match match up with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I watched Deneau shut Matthews down last year. And LA saw that. They saw McDavid in their same division. And they said, you know what? We need some of that on our team. They went out and traded for Deneau. They freed up Kopitar. So now Kopitar doesn't have to chase around McDavid and Dreisaitl. They have the lineup to match up against Edmonton, I think. They have a it's lot also of great defense. Dustin Brown's swan song. Yep. The boys are playing no, for DB. And I just looked, Doughty missed over half the season. So over half the team has proven that they can win without. Him. Absolutely. I still take Oilers. I'd like to see if Quentin Beinfeld turns it on in the playoffs in his first postseason. I think that'd yeah. be interesting. I think he looked a lot better down the stretch from the few games that I checked out. All right. I'm going to call it right now though. Oh man. Now I'm looking, I'm talking. Anathasio and Tempe are going to be, Problems for Edmonton, bro. They're so speedy, good. Speedy wingers. Tempe's always given me the fear of God. Like I always thought he was so like he's always scared me, and he's starting to produce like that. But those are some speedy guys going up against Koi Susi, yeah. and underrated. They, they have like Trevor Moore, who's super yeah. fast. Victor Arvidsson, who's super fast. Kempe's fast, like Anthony's got wheels. They all have wheels. That team, man. Speedy I don't know. Team. I, they're we're seeing a lot of series are close or like even the blues series their blues are underdogs but not by much the kings they're like plus 210 on them to win the series i think they're the biggest underdog that's going to come out of round one there's always one and edmonton is the funniest team to yeah. choke <laughs> in round one so i both want it to happen and feel like it might happen i take the kings is anyone else with me Yes, I got Kyle Kings and Six. I just can't feel confident in Mike Smith. How can you bet he's on Mike good, Smith? Strong, he's been strong recently. And here's the thing: I'm just, just listen. I know I just shot on Evans' defense because they deserve it. LA's defense is Edler, Matt Roy, Mikey Anderson, who's good. Sean Dursey, good player. I don't want Sean Dursey on my second pair in the playoffs to start right now. And then Oli Mata and Jordan Spence. That defense doesn't inspire much confidence in me. And if you're going up against uh, Connor McDavid, I want a defense that inspires a little bit of confidence in me. And they don't whatsoever at all. How about Darnell Nurse being a game-time decision for game one? He, if he's not healthy, I don't like Edmonton's defense behind him. Who's your number one? Larson. No, Darn. Larson's gone. It's just gone. Barry? Don't Bouchard. Bouchard and Barry have a have fun with that as a shutdown line. Because Bouchard's looking pretty. Yeah, Bouchard's okay, right, D, right? Nurse is left. 
Hmm. So it becomes Duncan Keith. <laughs> it's terrible. Like I go Edmonton just because I don't. It's Connor McDavid. Now, do they go all the way with me going? Oh, it's Connor McDavid. No, they're not a good enough, deep enough team. Do they have what it takes to beat LA? I think so. I'm going yeah, to go. Like, I will concede. Oilers better team on paper. They should definitely win. But. Um, but. Who knows how Mike Smith's going to play tonight? Sure, he's been good lately, but I just have no confidence with that guy coming into the playoffs. You can't have confidence in him, but goalies get hot. They get cold. He's hot at the right time. I think he continues right in the hot hand. I'm going to go Oilers in six. Oilers in six. Okay. Dude, do you have Oilers in six? I have Oilers in us. I, I had Oilers in six, but honestly, like, I, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it, but I'm close to giving like seven for the Oilers, but I just think. It is McDavid and then Dreisaitl. It, yeah, I have a hard time picking against those guys when it's LA. I want them to lose. Like I'm actively cheering for it, so I'm go. I'm with LA. I but want McDavid because we know my stance trade. on I, what happens. Yeah, I want the others to win because I want a battle of Alberta second round series. <laughs> that too. Like, that do you not want that? Fun. Like, I know LA beating the others would be hilarious and funny, but like it would be battle Alberta for round two. Like that'd be great. That would be pretty watch. great. Yeah. Right on. Well, I, th- I think we're split on that then. Oilers, Kings, me and Kai got Kings, Stu and Braden taking the Oilers. I I think what we should do for the parlay, at least, if we're going to make it a loose change parlay, we'll take away the ones that we split. So Kai and I like the Kings and you guys like the Oilers. We'll take that game off the board. Bruins and Canes, we can't decide. We'll parlay the other six. Okay. So the loose okay. change podcast parlay. Wild, Lightning, Rangers, Panthers, Flames, and Avalanche all to win their series. You place 10 bucks on that, you'll win $98. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not bad. The loose change parlay. I'm doing that right now. Doing that yeah, right I'm gonna, now. I'm going to bet that as well right now. You're a fan We're of Braden. We're going to be losing Vegas a lot of money. And you're a fan of Braden. Please add Minnesota. Add Edmonton to those parlays. Make even did. more money. Ah. Minnesota is in there. No, whatever the other team was. Add uh, the Kings. Yeah. yeah, add them too. Add all three. Double down. Spicy. Use the <laughs> amount of games I used for the Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to win money, definitely listen to what Braden has to say, the one who's locked out of his betting account. Hey, you just, <laughs> listeners, you guys just wait for the NFL season to start. You and I are going to make so much money with my NFL parlays. I come out, oh, money bags, Richard. I can barely walk with the bags of money I have. My traps, <laughs> good God, they're looking like a mountain on my back because of the gold bags I'm carrying. I look like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> well speaking of segues that sounds like the perfect one right into blc let's jump right into it it's everyone's favorite time of the podcast it's where we take a trip into Braden's love corner Braden, you want to give us an update on your love life over the last week how's it been going i know you've been swiping didn't you have a date lined up what's going on mm-hmm. blc is everybody's new favorite sandwich um Braden's <clears throat> love you need to tweet that right now Braden's love ciabatta <laughs> anyhow you know because bread yeah um still looking for that date we uh we messaged the lady asking but she was busy on the weekend but she didn't say no and then we kept conversing so i was like okay like we're still in 
Um, just asked her out, but she had some appointments. So we're still waiting on a response. Um, we'll find out. More to come. My, my phone's been vibrating. Let's find out if there's an answer. Otherwise, it's probably just to be uh, my heart broke. Um, I will say, I'm not worried about getting my heart broken because I've been hurt so many times before that it can no longer uh, sustain more injury. You don't think you can break your heart anymore because it's been broken too often already? Yeah, how do you kill what's already dead? <laughs> like the Deadpool line, like you can't hurt him anymore. You've already mm. broken him. Mm, it's already gone. Um, that being said, there's still so much more love to give, ladies, please. Uh, you know, we've been hearing that we need to timestamp on Brayden's Love Corner Starts because we have so many female listeners who just love it and want to skip right ahead. Um, sure. Correlation doesn't always mean causation. In this case, I would love the correlation to, you know, to become causation in terms of female listeners of Brayden's Love Corner to female messages in my DMs. Uh, ladies, right. please throw them my way. Um, however, my love life updates went to the bar this weekend did fall in love with my server yet again oh boy uh, it's a weekly occurrence for me um she didn't hate me like the other ones have she thought i was very funny oh uh, i had a great line she said do you want she goes kitchen closing do you guys want any food and i was like oh i'm kind of hungry like i'm kind of drunk like i was the drunkest of everyone so i was like oh maybe does anyone else want everything and i don't know everyone else went no we don't and she goes well what do you want and i said listen I think her name was Bella. I went, Bella, listen, I'm not going to get anything because I'm too embarrassed to get food on my own and I'll feel way too ashamed. That being said, I'll wait till I get home at like two in the morning, just Uber eat something and eat it in my bedroom alone. So I don't feel embarrassed. You know what I mean? And she went, I know what you mean. I was like, oh, I love you. Um, so she connected you. Like she just said, I know what you mean. And now you're like in love with her. Uh, well, I was in love with her before and she was definitely picking up what I was putting down. The only issue is, uh, I definitely looked a little bit more pathetic having said that looking back now that I'm sober. Um, but we rolled the punches. Yeah, wh- what do you mean? You're embarrassed to eat alone? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Come on, man. No, I'm, I'm going to be in the, I'm going to be, I'm our listeners DM us, message us. I'm no, I'm going to be in right. I'm not going to be the only one here. People are going to go. Absolutely. You cannot. It's like sitting on the same side of the table as your date. You can't order food out of like six people and be the only one. I'll do both topic. of those at the same time. You're egregious. <laughs> You're egregious. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I almost proposed in this weekend too. Uh, it was to the me. server. No, no, no. Okay, I, so this is the story I was going to tell. Me, it was the All right, girl. Let's hear the story. Who, the proposed story. It was me. It was the girl who did unspeakable things to my mouth last week. Even though we did speak about them, um, it was bad in my mouth. Right, that girl, the me, spit her, in your mouth girl. Uh, my best friend and his girlfriend. So uh, the girlfriend showed up a little bit late and like, I can't remember what she was doing, but she had this like nice ring on. I was like, oh, like that's nice. Like, let me see that. So she takes it off and she gives it to me. And I'm like 12 out of 10 in the bag at this point, right? And oh boy, does that light not go off inside of my head with a beautiful idea to get free drinks. So I look at, you know, the girl to my left who, uh, you know, and uh, I look at her and I look at the ring and she just looks at me. She's like, don't you fucking dare. Like, don't do it. And I'm like, babes, like we're going to get so many free drinks. Like everyone's going to be so happy for us. Like, I'm ready to pop the question. She hit me. She's like, don't you fucking dare. Like, I don't want the attention. It's going to be bad. People are going to like actually think we're engaged. I'm like, I don't see an issue with that. Like it's a win-win in my books. Like we get free <laughs> drinks and I find love. Um, however, I'm not a fan of arranged marriages and consents everything. And she, uh, she didn't want me to pop the cue. So I didn't pop the cue and I gave the ring back. So we'll uh, keep awaiting the response from our lady here. We didn't get a message yet, but hold out hope we'll get one back i'm too good looking not to um 
only the oh other thing I wanted to bring up you know for uh, the ladies obviously my humor is a is a huge component to me but we we want to make sure we're in good shape you know too like ladies like good got like good shape so I need to go to the gym I've been going in my mornings and I needed I needed new ways to stay motivated you know it's tough to wake up at five thirty go to the gym been swimming again I want to get that swimmer's body uh, get my speedo proper in shape but it's tough waking up that early and I need motivation. So normally I wake up, I'm like, Oh, like, come on, just think about it. And then I saw TikTok. I'm going to share this TikTok with you guys because it's been motivating me to go to the gym. And it was specifically a TikTok dedicated to motivating you to go to the gym. Motivation just some, talk. Yeah. It was just some like music in the background. Like there's no voices. It was just some like random music in the background. Some like random, like picture. Like, I don't know. It was just text. And the text said, whenever you think about skipping the gym, think about how many other dudes have felt that girl's nose against their stomachs. And I went, oh, that hurts a little bit differently. So that's how I start my day. So I wake up thinking about that and I cry a little bit and then I go to the gym. Um, obviously, I like to have a good time. And, you know. Yeah, maybe... I feel like you, you got to go to the gym for yourself. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Kai. I can, the way I look at it is you can think of tweets like that and you can be strict on your diet and you can be look like a Greek god and be depressed. Or you can like party all the time and like have a body that looks like a bag of milk. Um, the problem with me is that I have a body like a bag of milk and I am depressed. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can only go up from here. If I look like a God in the same mental state, then like, that's an improvement. We're only going up. True. At least you'll look good. Yeah. Um, don't let the cheery disposition fool you. I hate myself. Okay. So... <laughs> So far, we have two very sad PLCs and two more upbeat ones. No, I don't hate myself. I love. I have too much fun. <laughs> I have too much fun to hate myself. We have moments, but don't we all? The PLC has been a roller coaster, roller coaster so far. Um, but I'm glad that we get to learn a little bit more about your love life. I think that girl will text you back by next episode. So we'll probably be updating everyone on his fourth date. He might even actually propose to this girl. Who knows? It sounds like something he would do and ruin everything. If you've seen The Office, he's very much like Michael Scott in that sense. Mm, yeah. Somebody told me that at work the other day. They said, if you're a manager, I bet you'd be like Michael Scott. I was like, yeah, 100%. Like, and I have no shame in that. He's a I've heard you say, I've tr- heard you say that many times. Yeah. Best show of all. I mean, a great boss. World's best. Great book. Remember the book? You remember the name of his book? Uh, Some, uh, somehow I manage. That's somehow. fantastic. That's With a fantastic the cover of him going like, this is good for podcasting. Uh, yeah. It's and perfect. that does it for the Loose Change Podcast episode four. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Brayden, got a sign final, off. I've got a final recommendation to everybody before we sign off today. Or you know what? We'll treat this as a sign off. Um, some life advice. When you go to the bar, just scream. I've been trying it out. It is very fun. Just scream as loud as you can at the bar. Like It's loud. It's bumping. Just go, ah! Ah! no one notices ah! it oh, you're not, um, not like you'll have a lot of like fun. scream yeah like just let her rip like mm-hmm. I've been, i did it on my story like four times last week um it was on the snap story i don't know if it really represented how loud it was but you won't have more fun in the bar than in the bar than that like take more videos of the bar record people no one knows just scream post it post funny stuff who cares you only have one life live it thank you for listening to loose change Right. We know you have limited time for your ears, and we make we're very happy that you make that time for us. <laughs> have a good week. I'll see you next.